Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lights, Camera, Sports podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. It's time for Minutes with Mute. I'm joined alongside Scott Mutrin. You know him, Learfield, Boston College Radio Network, former quarterback at BC in the 1990s. Uh, So lucky enough to have Scott join us. First, let me just remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Football Gridiron Club. That's bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Such a great organization, great pregame tailgate. I was there uh, last Saturday for the game, the tailgate uh, versus Virginia Tech. Beautiful sky, great food, awesome time. And where I also saw the one and only Scott Mutrin. Scott, thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Mike, my pleasure. We're starting to see you know, two games in a row. It's always good to see you in attendance. Uh, unfortunately, this weekend's game wasn't as good as the last one, but uh, no, always good to see you in person. I know you're a busy guy, but, uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, it's always great to see you. <laughs> they appreciate that. Thank you. I wish I wish I had that reaction to everyone. <laughs> uh, but uh, 48 to 22 Virginia Tech uh, they came in town and wow right from the start so Virginia Tech now 5-5 five 4-2 and five, four and two in conference play BC falls to 6-4 and 3-3 and three and three in conference play of course BC won 5 straight going into that one so I guess big picture uh, Scott uh, for me the onside kick from there by Virginia Tech catching BC off guard just kind of they seem like they cruise from there on out. What was your big picture take on this game? Well, you know, my big picture thoughts on Virginia Tech is BC couldn't stop them offensively. They uh, 600 yards of total offense is not something BC has given up in the past couple of weeks. And I think that it's been, it was frustrating, you know, turning the ball over on the first play of the game doesn't, doesn't help, but the inability to stop, um, the quarterback in the run game, and then just really inability to tackle and make some plays, giving up touchdowns, I think, on six of the first eight drives. It was really negative for BC, and they just couldn't get momentum back. You thought they weathered the uh, you thought they weathered the storm after the first interception. They go down with touchdown drive at 7-3, and then you get the quick – you know, the quick touchdown to make it 10-7 in the onside kick, and then it just it snowballed from there, and BC never really recovered. And I think that was the, the most frustrating thing offensively and defensively for the Eagles, that they weren't able to recover from that. Um, and it was a disappointing way to end the five-game winning streak. I will say that uh, a lot because you do think that they're at least seeing if BC had chances to move the ball on Virginia Tech, but they just kept shooting them in the foot, themselves in the foot. And, and I think that was the... Even on the good times, there are subtle things that pop up that that are worrisome. And BC was turning the ball over a little too much for my taste in in a couple games, and they got away with it. And unfortunately, against Virginia Tech, they just didn't. And I count that onside kick as a turnover. So that's that's three turnovers right there, and that that really hurt them. And and just was unable to just get anything positive going, even a stop or some emotional support uh, to just turn it around and it just didn't happen. 
Yeah, what I noticed in the Jeff Halfley postgame press conference and Thomas Castellanos as well, speaking postgame, they, they just really said they got beat. You know, sometimes you you hear teams talk about, we did this, we did that, blah, 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 but they just conceded they just got beat. Scott, were you surprised they came out this way, uh, winning five straight, a chance to kind of pad your resume, play for the ACC championship with a path? Um are you just your your big picture team as a team? You remember you're a member of a team for many many years. Were you surprised? Is this human nature? Yeah, I mean human nature is a, is a fact of it. But the the thing is, is momentum is 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 fleeting, right? And when you turn the ball over on the first play of the game, when there's such positive things going, and those and when the negative ones hit you, it's how you respond to those body blows, and they just didn't really. They just didn't really respond, and sometimes it's like, um, you know, I'm sure pitchers say in baseball, like, it just wasn't their day. You feel like you have good stuff, you feel like you're throwing it well, you feel like you had a good game plan, and it just wasn't. And on both sides of the football, and I think that they're frustrated by that. I I can't say that, you know, there was something in the locker room where they they didn't respond or you didn't do this. It's just sometimes when, when bad things happen, you just need something good to happen, a ball to bounce one way or another, or a big play to happen, and when it doesn't happen, then guys start pressing, guys start trying to do too much on both sides of the football, and when that happens, then they, everyone stops working as a unit, and they kind of can do some individual things, which leads to uh, big plays on, on both sides. I thought the line didn't do a bad job, it's just that they were in tough situations once you know BC got down significantly, and they just couldn't answer. They just couldn't finish certain drives off when they when they had a chance. And I think that was really frustrating. As a former QB yourself, how do you evaluate the quarterback uh, play? Thomas Castellanos, 110 yards passing, one TD, two picks. And then Emmett Moorhead came in the second half. How do you, uh, just your whole take on the BC quarterback situation? Yeah, I think this is probably Thomas's worst game. I think he, at the beginning of it, he was doing a good job using his legs to create some, some big plays for BC, but his turnovers were just, they were just tough, and people are starting to kind of get a little bit of a book on him to keep him in the pocket and to make him throw the ball down the field. Uh, he's not a, a high completion percentage guy, so that can be uh, problematic in extending drives, but, you know, he's got to find a way to, to make some adjustments to what defenses are trying to do to him right now, and this week against Dick, on a short week, it's going to be tough, too. They're a, real, they're a good defense. Uh, you know, they are 2-8, and eight and they are struggling a little offensively, but defensively, they're a tough team, and they're going to obviously watch this film and watch how these last three games and how teams have forced Thomas Castellanos to throw the football and to, to beat them. And I'm, you know, I'm expecting Pitt to do that 100%, that they're going to they're gonna load up the box and try to make it tough for the offensive line to run the football, and they're going to dare Thomas Castellanos to make some plays down the field, and that's what they need to do to win. And if he can do it, then it'll, you know, the results will go in BC's favor. But if he doesn't, um, you know, it could be a long night. But I, I like to believe that this is just a, a poor performance where everything that could have gone wrong did, and they're going to bounce back and, you know, go get this seventh win on a short week versus Pitt. One more question of the Virginia Tech game. Uh, Steve mentioned earlier, BC's defense allowed 600 yards of total offense to Pitt. How do you grade out BC's defense? Yeah, just they struggle. They, you know, obviously – injuries have caught up with them and, and some absence of some players that are you know, big contributors and they just they didn't do a good enough job of making Virginia Tech throw the football 
Um, you can look at the, the passing numbers and think that Virginia Tech was able to do both. But when you're able to run the ball on a consistent level and dictate when you throw, it makes your passing game that much better. And BC's inability to stop that run and force Virginia Tech to throw was their downfall. Because I really felt that Virginia Tech's quarterback was very talented, very physical runner, but in a mold similar to Syracuse's quarterback the week before, is that if you took away his first option in the passing game, that he's going to struggle to kind of go to, to different reads and, and, and throw the ball. And credit to, you know, Coach Cry and Virginia Tech. They had a really good game plan. They called a very good game and constantly had BC on their heels. They just didn't have any answers to what Virginia Tech was doing offensively. And that's credit to their coaching staff uh, to, to dic- you know, dictate terms and take their game plan was spot on. Okay, so BC... Six and four, three and three in conference play. We mentioned it earlier. Quick turnaround Thursday night um, at Pittsburgh. That means the team has to leave on Wednesday. So a quick turnaround. Scott, in your playing days, what did you do when these situations arise? How did your body feel after the game, and how did you get it back in a quicker than normal fashion? Yeah, it's extra. It's extra recuperating time. You got to spend some more time in the training room to accelerate feeling better because usually you kind of start feeling better on Wednesday. Uh, so when you're going Wednesday to so all of a sudden like that's that's pregame for you. Uh, you really got to do a, a good job of, of getting your body right, getting a lot of sleep. Tough for college kids, I know, but getting your your rehab and then your prehab is uh, ready for for the next game are, are vital in this in this short turnaround week. But you know, Pitt's in the same boat. It's not like Pitt's coming off a bye week on a Thursday night game. They played at Yankee Stadium, a later game. Uh, and they still had to, you know, they had a tough physical game versus Syracuse. So both teams are in the same position. If it, at this point, it's, it's not so much uh, with the physical better team. It's what team is mentally more prepared and mentally stronger to get through this. Are you going to use it as an excuse or are you going to, you know, are you going to use it as an opportunity? And I think these teams got to use this as an opportunity to get the seven wins where teams haven't been in a while. And then, you know, finish off the, the home schedule at home versus Miami the day Thanksgiving. Yeah, Pitts lost that game to Syracuse 28-13 to at Yankee Stadium, so they had to travel back. Do you make anything of the, you know, BC really has to leave on Wednesday for a Thursday game. Do you make anything of that short week with the travel, the increased time there? Yeah, well, the good thing is Pitts not a far. It's not your drive. You're flying to Miami or Florida State, right? Because the short flight, it's not Syracuse, but it's not much further. Probably about an hour and a half flight. So yes, yeah. You can deal with that logistics-wise. It'll help. And then, you know, being, I think being in a hotel and away, away from the distractions at home, as crazy as that sound, actually helps them out a little bit so they're able to just focus on the game and not get caught up in everything else that's going around uh, at school. So that'll, that'll be good for them. But, it, I mean, it is what it is. Big time college football, and you got to be ready to turn it around and, and, and take on the next game. they gotta, they literally got to erase this game and just say, listen, Murphy's Law, man, dude, that which could go wrong did we're gonna not let that happen this game we're gonna show some resolve and pull their necks and, and get ready to go put a, a great performance on thursday night well they'll be the only game in town that's the one thing i loved as a player is when you have those special games whether it's a night game whether it's a thursday or a friday friday night game then when you know that you're the only game in town that gets the juices going a little bit more because everyone's going to be sitting watching you guys play so there's something that you want to put your best foot forward while the world's on a Thursday night. 
Uh, big picture wise, Pittsburgh two and eight, one and five. They lost four in a row. Lost to Florida State, Notre Dame, Wake, Syracuse, of course, recently. So they're in a tough spot. Uh, are the Pittsburgh Panthers? What's your, your big picture take on Pittsburgh? Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm, based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Uh, Pat Narduzzi always has a tough defense. They're always going to be a physical defense that plays downhill that's going to get in your face. It's an old-school type of, you know, kind of Midwest, kind of Northeast football game where you got to be able to, you know, bring your lunch pail and, and play hard and be physical in that game. They got to be able to, to withstand their, their aggressiveness and their uh, want, uh, willingness to, or want to turn the football over. And offensively, they struggled mightily. You know, they made some changes at quarterback position. And they're not a very dynamic offensive team. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying that. So they're going to try and run the football and then, you know, use their quarterback to, to his le- with his legs to try to make some plays running the football. And if BC can contain that and make them one-dimensional, then good things happen. But, you know, that, that's going to be a tough challenge for them. On, on Thursday night on the road, it's going to be a cold game, so I imagine. So it's, it's going to be a hard-fought game. I, I think that's the biggest thing. It's going to be a hard-fought physical game. Of course, Phil Jakovic is on Pittsburgh. He kind of fell out of place at quarterback position. Were you surprised with that? You no, know, as a BC XBC guy. Yeah, I, you know, I feel bad. Phil's a good kid. He comes from a really good family. Um, I, I feel I feel bad for him. You know, you just you cheer for people that are good people, and I, I do think Phil is a good person. And it's unfortunate that things go downhill that way, and when they struggle offensively, when you're playing that the highest profile position there you're going to the guy that's going to you know take the blunt the brunt of it so and he did and it cost him his job and it's it's tough it's tough for a 23 year old kid to to deal with that it, it, it's mentally draining on you. you you blame yourself for a lot of things you have a lot of questions and you almost start to hate the game because of everything a game that you love so much and almost something that you dread doing so i feel bad for him uh, but you know it moves on. It does. Time doesn't wait on anybody, right? You know, there's no time for anyone to feel sorry for anybody else. The DC just needs—they need to focus on doing their job and don't get caught up in, in all of that. Yeah, no question about it. He's got you know a long life ahead of him too, with many other things other than football. Right? Well said, Scott. Right. It won't define him. It's how he responds to this that will define him as a person. So I wish him nothing but that. Okay, Scott. What's your travel plans like? Short week for you too on the the Wednesday departure. Yeah. Get the itinerary probably tonight or tomorrow and see where we're at. There's a, a lot of moving parts going into this midweek games. Not ideal, but hey, at least you get your weekend back. So uh, fortunate for you know, fortunate for me, we had a good. Uh, we were able to get back Friday afternoon. Sunday was a very um, a busy day in the Mutron household. We were running around doing a bunch of different things, but uh, you know, chasing the boys around. But you know, all in good and. A good time. It was it was awesome to be a part of it. Uh, when you have you know very successful good sons, it's fun to uh, watch them play. There's nothing like watching as a dad. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. What, what was the? It was a big win, right? Thirty-one to six. Was it Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. My youngest son uh, Ryan, Big Ron, and his Norwell Clippers. 
uh, won the eighth grade Super Bowl. They beat Duxbury 36 to nothing. Very happy for them. Uh, ended my coaching career with the W, so I was happy about that. I'm really happy for <laughs> the team. Such a bunch of great kids. They've played together for a while. They've grown up together. Uh, great coaches. I've been really fortunate enough to work with a couple of great guys. Head coach of the team, Pete Hazard's BC grad, so that's always uh, it's always good to have some BC support and respect there. His father worked at the, the BC as well for a while, so uh, it was great to uh, see their team win and uh, to, put, to end their season on such a great note. Probably playing, you know, one of if not their best game for last. I think that's something as a coach you always want your teams to be at their best at the end of the season, and for him to do that, I was really happy for him and. His, his teammates they had a nice little celebration yesterday in Norwell. Take her son, nice little uh, restaurant in town, so they were able to, to spend some time with their families and, and celebrate. They really, they, right? There were fatheads, there were posters, there were signs all over town. So the boys got the royal treatment, and you know, ended with a with a championship. And then my two older boys uh, were able to bring home a, a victory for the uh, U16 Junior Eagles. They won the state tournament there, so they're going to the national. Uh, to try and win a national championship in March or April. I don't know when it is. They're going to Vegas. So they won yesterday, too. So we went right from one championship game to another one and was really happy for Casey and Teddy. They were able to uh, bring home a W. So, uh, you know, very, very proud of them. You know, Dad, it, there's nothing like watching your sons compete. Uh, it compares nothing to what you did as a kid, right? When I when I played, it was great, but it was, it was about me in that moment and to be able to look – look upon them and watch your sons compete at a high level and be successful. There's you couldn't be, I couldn't be more proud of them for what they do on the field, but I am so proud of what they do off the field. Uh, they obviously have a good mom because uh, <laughs> they're good kids and it's definitely not attributed to me. I can say that. Oh, you're being modest. There you go, Scott. Well, Hey, great. You had a great weekend after a rough Saturday. You had a great Sunday and, uh, yeah, Oh right. yeah. God. There you go. There you go. And what's off before I let you go? What's the game plan pregame in Pittsburgh Thursday? We're discussing that. We got to see it's different when you get a Wednesday night. You don't know what exactly the spots are that you're going to hit. So I think we, uh, as a group, we need to come together and team huddle. Let me, yeah, don't let Meter make any decisions uh, where we go to eat or any of that because he's really bad at that. So we'll, we'll find a good spot. You know, we'll always it's always good to. I don't, you know, pre-cap the game instead of recap. We'll pre-cap the game and things BC needs to do. So, you know, hopefully they'll take a little inspiration. I saw the line is BC is actually an underdog. As a six-win team versus a two-win team to be an underdog, BC, hopefully that'll light a little fire underneath them to see that uh, because I think they're going to be a little bit disappointed to see the lack of respect that they get. But, you know, hopefully that happens. But, uh, you know, as for pre-game plans, yet not really sure, but we'll see. There you go. Thursday, 7 p.m., Boston College versus Pittsburgh. Hey, Scott, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks a lot. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.